gonna put your right hand in the air. We gonna take the oath. I solemnly swear that never claim to be perfect, cause that ain't cool. But I refuse to live life as a stupid fool. Love. I'm buying cars. I'm hitting bars. I'm selling dope. I'm living long. I'm busting heads. I'm packing tools. Ain't I cool? You stupid fool. He got a job. Moved out the hood. Congratulations. He doing good. Now I'm mad at him. He never posted. Alrighty folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 Podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. Thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable. You're spending it with me. I hope that while listening to these podcasts, you are learning some new things. They're helping you grow in different ways in your life and hopefully allowing you to not only make lifestyle changes that are helping you, but allow you to become a leader to those around you. So once again, don't forget to follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. Those links are down below. Remember that there's always going to be health, fitness, nutrition, motivation, spirituality, all those different types of things within this podcast and within the social media and YouTube channel. So today we're going to be talking about what man is. What man or woman is. And let me stop there real quick. Uh, The intro music is D1. For those of you who have listened to the last few podcasts, I've been trying to throw in some of his music as my intros. And that one was D1, you stupid fool. D-E-E-1, you stupid fool. Um, He's someone that has definitely influenced my life in a great way. With positive rap, he is considered a Christian rapper, but he is a conscious rapper as well. There's not always Christianity and and Jesus and those types of things mentioned in his music, but he definitely has a powerful, positive message that will help anybody on their journey of life. So let me get back to the topic on hand. We are going to be talking about what is man or what is woman. And if you go to my YouTube channel, I change the title of these videos sometimes just to see if it'll help get more views and become more popular. And I think right now the names of the videos where I discuss these topics is um, Resurrection of Man, Resurrection of Woman, and the Resurrection of the Child, I think. So if you want to get more in-depth with those where I break them down individually... They are all there. So first thing, when I say what is man, we are talking about what is the human, right? The human being. And where I get a lot of the information that I'm going to speak about, uh, besides probably just my own contemplation when I'm driving around, there's going to be, it's going to be mostly Catholic or Christian authors. One is going to be Frank Sheed uh, for the book Society and Sanity, Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II, Theology of the Body, I've recently found a new website and podcast, the Maccabee Society, which once again is all Christian Catholic men geared, you know, or just the Catholic faith in general. So that is where some of this information is coming from. So first we've got to understand Um, What man is, right? So I'm going to start off with two quotes from that book, Society and Sanity. And one of them is, the problem with modern man is he asks, what can I do with this? 
versus the traditional man is going to say, what is this for? So I hope that makes sense. Modern man says, what can I do with this? Traditional man asks, what is this for? So there are two separate questions. The next is, if you do not understand what something is, before you try to change it, you can end up destroying it. So I hope that makes sense as well. That's why the question of traditional man asking, what is this for, is somewhat a better question than modern man saying, what can I do with this? Right? Because it doesn't, that'd be like saying, oh, you see a toilet bowl, and then man looking at it, and maybe there's no water or something, oh, I can turn that into something to drink from. Right? When in reality, it is a toilet bowl, and we don't want to be drinking out of it. I think that would make sense, right? Um, that can end up causing the person to become ill, sick, possibly die from infection, or something along those lines. So first we must understand what something is for before we actually try to change it and tweak it to make it better. Because if we don't, it could lead down a rough road for that thing or that individual. Next we've got to understand what man has been many years past. And, I, and if we look back into the ancestry of man, we've got to understand that man has always been a spiritual being, right? The Egyptians, the, the Jewish people, the Indians, the natives, the Buddhists, the Asians, you know, everybody has always been a spiritual man in some way, shape, or form. So spirituality is rooted within man, whether we like to admit it or not. Now you can say, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in any of those things, but rooted deep within man's history is a history of spirituality. It might not be Christianity, it might not be, you know, Yahweh, God the Father, but in some way, shape, or form, there has always been a spiritual sense to man at all times, up until recently. Um, I do have a video on the YouTube channel, actually I made a podcast as well, called The Evolution of Religion, how we went from Buddhism to Christianity in between, how they interlink, and of course coming from me, a Christian man, a Catholic man, of how Christianity, Catholicism is the fulfillment of spirituality through the history of man. But once again, check it out. Just another point of view for those of you listening. Uh, so once again, we always I like to I like to see what man isn't before we can truly understand what man is, or what maybe society says man should be, or society says woman should be. So I'm going to start from that point of view, that perspective of what man, what society says man is, or in my opinion, kind of what man is not. And the same with what woman is not. So society, and usually this is going to be, this is going to happen when, just from observation, right? Like when you go out places and you're interacting with other men and women, these are the things that we see, that we observe. So in my mind, if these are, if this is a majority of the things that we are seeing, and observing, then unfortunately this is the direction that society is trying to say what man is or what they're trying to create man to be, right? Man, woman, child. So unfortunately when you go out and about, it's always going to be a man is someone who can who has a high tolerance for alcohol and drugs, right? If I can consume more of these things, I'm more manly than you. 
or if I can beat you up. I am a more of a manly man than you. If I am stronger than you, I am a manlier man. If I am better at athletic performance at a certain sport, I am a better man than you. Okay? I think we can all agree with that. That is kind of the standard definition of man in today's society, and it's unfortunate. Or, I'm willing to do anything to get to the top. I will step over others, I will lie about others, I will blackmail anything to get ahead. And last but not least, in some way, shape, or form, sometimes society is saying that men are too masculine and they need to be somewhat feminine. Now, I don't know about you, what your thoughts are, but when I see society, those are the things that I see men imitating and that's what unfortunately what men uh, what man has has turned into now for women what society says women are right in my opinion it's revealing sexy you have to have the perfect body you have to look perfect at all times um you're you're a victim in a man's world right no matter what women you are being a victim in, in today's society and then with that being it's you have to become more masculine right you need to become more masculine more assertive something along those lines so once again it's tweaking what woman truly could be or should be what about children what does what society say children are and I think in America it's it's a very good example um, it, they're a burden to your lifestyle um, they're going to cause conflict within your relationship. Um, children are self-centered. They're entitled if we're looking at that millennial or those teenagers into early 20s. That is a majority, you know, they're babied, they're pampered. These are the things um, that are being said about children in today's world, right? Let them just be children. Let them have a childhood, not knowing that these children are very very intelligent and comprehend a lot more than we could ever know. So once again, with that being said, just remember what happens when you try to change man without understanding what man is, what God made man for. And the same thing for women, for children, what we are made for. So next we're going to say what man should be, what woman should be what children should be. And for men, yes, you are going to be the leader, right? We've got to understand that in any relationship, there's always going to be levels of leadership, right? Like here in America, we have the president and the vice president. The vice president, of course, isn't, I don't want to say isn't as important, uh, but just has a different job title right a different just a different job title and different things that he needs to do but if the president is to pass away they are next in charge you know so they they still have to be well informed through the entire process of the presidency anything in life right we have the principal we have the teachers and then we have the student teachers or whatever the substitute teachers and then we have the if you're in uh high school you have the seniors the juniors the sophomores the freshmen right we have this these levels of leadership within our own churches if you are catholic right we have the bishops the archbishops the cardinals the archbishops the priests the deacons we have all these different levels 
of leadership and a family is the same. We have these levels of leadership and it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It's just we need to know our role and when we need to step up and when we need to step down, right? Men need to know when, you know, when it comes to a, a family, when it comes to a man and his daughter, he's going to be teaching his daughter different things than the woman's going to be teaching the daughter, right? There's going to be, they, they still need to learn both lessons, same with um, a, a male child, the son, right? The mother's going to be teaching the son different things than the father's going to be teaching the sons, but they need to be able to see and experience the world from both perspectives, all right? I hope that makes sense. Um, so men, leader among their peers, their families as a father, they should be a provider for their family. They should be that spiritual leader. Um, they should be intelligent, smart, caring, and yes, they should be masculine no matter if the world tries to tell us that it's a bad thing. But once again, we must always be under control of ourselves and our masculinity because once we allow societal man to come into play, that's when we lose control of what true man should be. And unfortunately, we fall victim to this societal man, this secular man, and then once again, man starts to break down. Women as well, they're loving, caring, emotional. These are beautiful qualities. They are, oh, I was trying to figure out the correct word and I should have gave it a little more thought before I started this. You know, but they are mothers. They are, uh, I can't think of the word right now, uh, but feminine. They are providers as well, right? They provide, they provide for the family in their own way. And we don't want to uh, make them feel inferior for the ways that they provide for the family. And I know we as men, we joke and, and we can be rude sometimes. So we're like, yeah, they just take care of the house and do the dishes and clean. Those things are very important. Taking care of the children, taking care of the house, having a job if it's possible. Um, uh, but it should be, you know, I, I am a traditional man. I hope that I will be able to be to provide to where hopefully when we have children, my wife wouldn't have to work. But that doesn't mean that's going to be the way it goes. Um, but once again, I think you know, children are are uh, most what's the the word I'm trying to look for here uh, influenced in their younger age from birth to school. So we want to make sure that the family is around them as much as possible. Family, Some family member, the mother or father, you know, the roles can be reversed. I've always joked and said I wanted to be a trophy husband myself. So I'm not, you know, that's something I would not be um, against or opposed if I found a wife that made more money and, hey, that meant I had to stay home. I would, I wouldn't have a problem with it. So that's something that we just have to remember that those qualities in women are beautiful. Childbearing, I'm still trying to think of the word. Hopefully one of you can say it right now. Uh, but, you know, just being a mother, being able to carry a child, that is beautiful. In a world where man is always trying to create and imitate what goes on within this world, it's strange how we have somehow 
convinced man and woman that children having children is a is a bad thing i don't understand it and we in america have been brainwashed we look at china they just finally overruled the one child law right to where it's two and we always as americans see oh my goodness look at the way that they control their population and force things upon their child their um they're citizens, right? But in America, we have just been brainwashed, right? At least they want children, but they can't have them because it's a law. In the states here, we have been brainwashed, which is even, in my opinion, 10 times worse. We have been brainwashed to think that children are bad. So we don't even bother having them. And this country at least has that freedom to say, we know children are good. We want them, but we can't have them. So they're being manipulated just by law. Unfortunately, we are being mentally manipulated in my own personal opinion. And then unfortunately, by the time we truly understand the beauty of the sexual union, for some of these couples, it is too late and they are unable to have children. Or there are difficulties within the pregnancy. By the time we finally understand the blessing of having a child. So what is the problem with broken homes? Because we see that everywhere. I'm from a broken home myself. My parents got divorced when I was very young, uh, probably two. Uh, but this is one of the main reasons why society and why men in general and women, daughters and sons are struggling to make it in this world because of that broken home, not having the two points of view, the masculine and the feminine, the male, the female, whatever you want to call it. That is the downfall of this society. We are not well-rounded men and women in today's society when we come from a broken home. And the downfall is, is unfortunately, if, if the father gets custody of the children or the mother gets custody of the children, now we are trying to turn our children, instead of letting them grow into how they want to be, how God made them to be, we try to manipulate them to say, if you're a man who has a daughter and unfortunately might have been hurt by the mother, now you're going to try to turn or manipulate your daughter into your idea of the perfect female and then a mother could possibly do the same thing with a son into the perfect man. And unfortunately, then we might be turning our daughters to masculine and we might be making our sons too feminine. It's just the thought. I don't know. I'm not trying to judge. Uh, but unfortunately, those are the way things can happen sometimes. So that's one quick story, uh, you know, just one quick observation of the difficulties of broken homes. Next is going to be with just men and women being friends. Now, of course, coming from a Christian Catholic point of view, I heard a story a while, a couple uh, weeks ago, maybe a month ago, from a Catholic author called Doctor, named Dr. Edward Suri. And he had a book on dating. And he talked about there was a Christian college, I can't remember which college he said it was, but they decided that they were going to do a male-female Bible study. So they teamed up men and women to do a Bible study together instead of doing just a group of women and a group of men. And then the unfortunate thing was, or depends on how you want to look at it, he said, by the end of the school year or, you know, like one or two months into the Bible study, almost 90 
over 90% of the groups of man and woman were dating. Then by the time summer came, they went back home, came back for the next year of college, 90% of those that were dating had broken up. And that's because now we're putting men and women together in a vulnerable state of emotional and mental conversations. And unfortunately, it can lead to things that shouldn't be, right? Um, so just something to think about when we have that men versus women. We always have that tension between men and women. Someone's always going to like someone no matter how it goes. It's usually going to happen that way. Someone's going to fall for the other. And it's just something that we should try and stay away from, in my opinion. We need to have those. We need to keep the men within that strong uh, masculine group and women, you know, keeping the beauty of femininity and one thing I should have mentioned earlier that I didn't, I discussed this the other week and it talked about what is man? What do we mean when we say all men are created equal? And this is once again coming from that book, uh, Society and Sanity from Frank Sheed, is what is man, right? And I think when we lose a concept of what man is, or, what, or all men are created equal. How are we created equal? Well, for men, we're created equal, and as we have, you know, our hormones are dominant, predominantly testosterone. We have the male organs. We have male features, facial hair, these types of things, right? We have different strengths within our body and our muscle, our uh, muscle system than women do. So we're created equal in that way, but. In reality, in almost every other way, no man is equal, right? There are good-looking men. There are not so good-looking men. There are intelligent men. There are men that are not as intelligent. Strong men, men that are, not, that are not as strong. So we've got to understand that, that all men being created equal just means we are equal in the sense of we have the same reproductive system, the same hormonal system, and in some way, shape, or form, the same muscular system, right? And when we fall victim to this point of view of man is masculine and falling victim to the societal man I think this is what makes the more feminine men which there's nothing wrong with it that's just the way they were made but then it, it causes us as men unfortunately right we unfortunately can be rude and crude sometimes is that we now push away and isolate the more feminine man or as society would say is the feminine man so now unfortunately the feminine man has nowhere to go but to a feminine group but we need to make sure to let the man know that hey if it, being feminine there's nothing wrong with that you're still a man you're just a little bit more feminine of a man just because he's feminine he could probably have more testosterone than you or i but just be a little bit more of an emotional man. And that doesn't mean anything. There's nothing wrong with that same thing with, with women. It doesn't matter if that woman is stronger than the other women, uh, taller than the other women, better at sports than the other women, somewhat more masculine than the other women. She is still a woman and she is still feminine and she is a, still a beautiful woman. Just like the man would still be a very handsome man or however you would want to call it, a beautiful man i don't know whatever you would want to say but we've got to be careful as ourselves as a group of the male or female sex not to be isolating or neglecting the more masculine or the more feminine version of our sex 
because that's where things can definitely get a little out of control and hectic as well. So now I'm going to stick with this. The I'm going to go with I got two more little bullet points here. I hope this is somewhat entertaining for you, for you listening. And this one is going to be the documentary, The Secret. And actually, this is where I had that China child law that I brought up earlier. But I don't know if you've seen this documentary, The Secret. I did, and it was, you know, you can be God, and anything you think you can achieve, and positive attitude, and this and that. And it's, you can be God. And I think when I listen to this, they are trying to discuss more of God with a capital G versus Christians and any other uh, religious person is going to see it as God with a lowercase g. But like I mentioned before, the unfortunate thing is, is this is the society or this is the type of man and woman that society is turning us into. They are trying to turn us into this capital G God. And like I mentioned earlier, it's unfortunate because now we either try to when we finally truly understand the beauty of our relationship with one another of the opposite sex and we want to have children, there can be difficulties, right? Um, miscarriages, birth defects, you can't even have children at all. From the broken homes, our children are falling apart. Our children are uh, more mentally confused than ever. And it's almost like we are becoming gods, that Christian God even of we sit there and we see our sons and daughters suffering and dying inside and we just let it happen. And unfortunately, we've got to understand that we need to move away from that. We don't, you know, we want to make sure our families are strong and we are accepting of them no matter who, what they are. And we need to help them to grow. And then last but not least, for men, we need to ditch the man cave, right? Nobody cares about how big your TV is. Nobody cares about, you know, how many the football helmets and signed jerseys and little toys that you have, right? What about these deep intellectual conversations that help us both grow? What happens, what have ever happened to those spiritual conversations helping our, helping grow spiritually together and just learning to truly understand and grow as men right that's what we need to understand um, and with that this made me pop into one last thing uh, going back to the relationships friends of men and women and I recently met a girl um, and it's funny because she hangs out with a lot of guys and sometimes and one time I heard her talking and someone was like, dang, you've gotten a little more uh, rude and crude is, you know, I'm, my vocabulary is not the greatest, but, you know, he's like, geez, you've gotten a little bit more um, rough with your speech, you know, and where she works, I guess, is a lot of men. And she goes, well, yeah, working with men all day, I've got to be that way, right? Because that's how the men around me act. And then sometimes when I see her or I've heard her having discussions with other women and like that rudeness comes out and you know maybe that's how she was at the beginning I didn't know her many years ago I just recently met this woman uh, probably three months ago four months ago um, and maybe she was always that way but I've I have heard her comment well yeah I've got to be that way because I'm around men more 
So that would be another reason, like I said, of that difficulty of men and women trying to to be friends because it changes the personality of the woman to be that more masculine. And once again, there's nothing wrong with it, but we don't want to lose ourselves in the process. There's nothing wrong with going out with a group of friends and having a conversation with one of the men that are there. Uh, but it, it's that fine line. We've got to make sure that we're not losing ourselves, our femininity or our masculinity within um, those friendships, right? Because once again, that's going to possibly hurt you further down the line when you're trying to find a husband or a wife. And now all of a sudden, these things, you know, you're not meshing with anybody. And that's because you have lost a part of you just because of the people that you hang out with. And it's the same thing for men. You've got to be careful of who you keep within your company. Are these men of, of um, you know, strong leadership, spirituality, virtue, intelligence, and that lifestyle of being a true man? Or are you hanging around with more of societal men? Because once again, like they say, show me your, your five closest friends and I'll show you where, what you're going to be in five, ten years, right? So the truth is, is where are you right now with your friendships? And sometimes if you're not in great relationships with friends, unfortunately, you might have to let some of them go and do your own thing, right? And there's nothing wrong with that as well. So, so there you go. I don't know if that helped. There was a lot of information in there. We're hitting that 30 minute mark. And once again, like I said, I have my podcast on the evolution of spirituality, starting from Buddhism and working its way through to modern-day Catholicism. Um, check out the YouTube channel for the videos on resurrection of man. Um, they, they might be in the relationship section or the improvement section, resurrection of man, resurrection of woman, and I think it was resurrection of, the, of, of our children. And those will kind of give you a little bit more when it goes into the, I talk about the child law in China and the woman one, contraception in the woman one, um, a lot of different things going on in that as well. But I didn't want to make this a an hour podcast and just break down all of them. But once again, just some, some you know, food for thought, something that you can kind of chew on, digest, get your own thoughts from it, maybe explore some of the some of the information and some of the the sources that I got my information from, which which once again is the book Society and Sanity by Frank Sheed. Um, anything by Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II, Theology of the Body. Uh, I know he's got a book called Love and Responsibility. I have it. I haven't read it yet, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of this same stuff in there. Um, Maccabee Society, check out that website. They have a podcast as well. I mean, once again, like I said, just thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the community. If you're on iTunes, please leave a review. Please leave a comment, good or bad. Let me know where I can make adjustments to make these podcasts better for the listeners. And of course, always just areas where I can improve myself because. I need to improve in almost every aspect of my life as well. So any words of wisdom that you have for me, I would be grateful uh, 
to to be able to read those so hopefully I can grow. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. Remember, there's fitness, nutrition, other motivation, health, spirituality, Christianity, all those things balled up into one to help you along on your journey of self-mastery. So once again, thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode.